0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Greater Than Podcast. I wanted to hop on here for an intro to let you know that in the next eight or so Wednesdays, we're going to go back in time to Spirit Wind Conference Atlanta. We had such a great time there. The Spirit of God moved so great and powerfully. You're going to hear from great speakers with dynamic messages that will bring you up to a higher level in your intimacy with God and with the Holy Spirit. I'm so excited about it, man. And all the speakers have been featured on the podcast at one time or another, other than uh, Courtney Jacobs, but we'll fix that here. Here soon i want you to relax and enjoy these next couple of podcast episodes this is the only time that you'll hear me come in just to kind of introduce it but from here on out you'll hear the intro music and then the next thing you'll hear is from the speaker from the conference during that particular session thank you so much for listening leave a comment a review let us know that the podcast is blessing you my name is elijah merle don't ever forget this now greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world oh, yeah.
1: Man, we have uh, been tasked with um, a great thing today, um, this week, um, with the opportunity to set ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit, the wind of the Holy Spirit, to lead and, and guide us into the deep things of God. And I'm not sure about you, but when, but I'm pressing. When, and I, I make mention of what you're saying, for me, it wouldn't matter how many people were in here, man. I'll tell you what, one thing I know for sure, when those angels came against, uh, or when the, that army came against Elijah, and uh, a prophet servant came up to the door and he said, And he went back to the prophet, and he said, and he's like, Lord, open his eyes. So it goes back. It's like the first one is like, oh, my goodness. The second one is like, we're going to win this thing. Like, we're going to win this thing. Man, I'm telling you, all of those angels for two men. And one but one of them in faith. So for me, it wouldn't matter how many people were in here, I know something. There is a reality that's real on the inside of me. And that's those angels are present, and the Bible says that they hearken unto God's command being voiced. And so I got one objective here today, and that's to hear from God Almighty. Speak those words out and watch the angels move. And I can do that all by myself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're going to have a good time here this morning. (laughs) Now, I'm going to introduce my message, and that's going to take me about 10, 15 minutes, but don't hold that time against me now. That doesn't count as my message. Now, in my introduction, I got to do something I don't always like to do, but I feel tasked to do it, and that's kick over a few holy cows. Um, And so... Bear with me these first few minutes. Uh, Glory to God. The Lord said to me, uh, in my eyes, denominations aren't that big of a deal. And I said, okay. He said, do you know that not every word of faith person has any faith? He said, don't you know there are some Baptists who don't have any word at them at all? He said, do you know that there are some charismatic that still hadn't received the gift of speaking in tongues? And so, as we're living out this life to put the title on ourselves, you know there will not be segments in heaven that are broken down by denominations. And so I said, okay, Lord. We're going into the deep things, guys. This is what the Lord said to me by way of introductions. Take the limits off of me. Say it like this. Take the limits off of God. I want to say it one more time. Take the limits off of God. Now. Scripture says that the Holy Spirit gives unto every man severally as he wills. I want to ask you a question, and there is an answer to this question. It's not rhetorical, and there is a right answer, and there are a whole host of wrong answers, all right? And uh, let's pray you get the right one. Which gift, whether you're reading in Romans or Corinthians or even Ephesians, which gift is the greatest gift? Which nah, don't do me like that. Which <laughs> gift? Which gift is the best gift? And there is one uh, the Holy Spirit is the giver of gifts, and he's gonna him, sit in God's category with me. And so you got Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is giving those gifts. Which is the best gift the Holy Spirit gives? Who said that? Amen. The one that is needed at the time. Let's say you got the gift of healing and it's all over you. Glory to God. You've been in the mission fields. You've been laying hands and people getting healed all over the place. And then the Lord sends you over here because, you know, Philip was over here with the church. It was growing. It was great. And then all of a sudden, whoop, he was over here. And there is a 100% certainty that the people of who are flowing in the things of God all day, every day, spent three, three, spent 30 three and a half years of ministry with Jesus. Now they hanging out with the apostles every day. And then you get right out of that into some people that don't know nothing about God at all. These people over here need something different than those people over there. So you've been nibbling, dabbling and healing and healing people. But all of a sudden you get over here and people need prophecy. They need a word of knowledge. I am thankful for your healing gift. However, everybody over here healed. So now what? It's time to believe God. And this, this is what I'm going to believe about God. That the Holy Spirit gives severally as he wills. Whatever he wills that needs to be done, he gives that gift. Take the limits off of God. You've been healing, heal right on. But be open to Prophecy. You've been prophesying, prophesy right on, but be open to healing. I'm telling you, no matter what the gift that's been flowing through you in abundance, take the limits off of God and be open to any and everything the Lord has. Mm. The Lord wants to do through you. Glory to God. I want to show you one passage of Scripture, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. And then we will uh, move on and get into the good stuff. (laughs) Man, I'm so excited about ministering this morning. I'm going to take my time in it. I feel like uh, Brother Elijah, on the direction of the Lord, has given me uh, a task to lay a foundation for this week. I am so honored to be speaking first. I'm I'm so excited. Thank you so much. It's a blessing to me. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Paul. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies uh, in Christ. Every spirit blessing that we have in Christ has already been made available to us. When you got in Christ, you got access to everything the anointing has to offer through the Spirit. So when I say, hey, you've been healing? Man, flow in that. You know, I, 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 would, uh, I would even ask the question to consider your environment and where the Lord has placed you. Like that, what, what you're doing is working and it's good and it's great. Why? Because the Lord knew that those people needed what was in you when he sends you or even in the place you're in right now be open to what every spiritual blessing that heaven has to offer it's in you you say pastor man that's a lot in me but i don't know about that let me tell you you are in christ and everything The scripture say in Philippians that he's given him a name above every name so that the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Jesus is Lord. You get in him. You got everything him has. The access is all yours. All you had to do was to get in him. Somebody say this with me. I am going to stop limiting God. Say it with me. I no longer... Limit God. I have taken the limits off of God. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all ready? That was my introduction. You can start my time now. Anybody? I want to talk this morning about the Holy Spirit. Spirit win conference, you know. But I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. God's earnest, the Holy Spirit, God's earnest. You know, Jesus prays a prayer. He says, Father, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is a reality in heaven that God is expecting for us to live out here in the earth. You know, So much so that Ephesians tells us that we're already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. There is a reality that heaven believes we ought to be living out as born-again believers in Christ. That will be done on heaven. That That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For those of you who have either bought or sold the house before, um, in that process, I want to talk about it from the perspective of selling a house. You know, uh, you're, you're selling that house and someone's there to purchase that house and um, they put down earnest money. And that earnest earnest money is to assure you that they are serious buyers. They are serious contenders they they really want what you possess and they, so they say i'm gonna put down something that i have you know that's a, por- a portion of what this cost so you can be assured that i'm an interested party all right you know there there's uh there's also you can look at it from the perspective of collateral right um you know hopefully no one in here is headed to jail, you know, but you see those bondsman signs, right? Let's pick a, put a dig, different example. Let's say uh, you want to buy a nice car or a nice boat, and uh, it doesn't cost quite as much as your house, but You can't get it all right now, but you want it right now. And so you go into the bank and you said, hey, Mr. Banker, I really want this nice car, this nice boat. I don't have everything I have, but I'm telling you what, I, I am so interested in this thing. I'm willing to put my house as collateral for this piece of property. I mean, it's like, would you really put a house on a car if you really wanted it? Would you, would you really put your house as collateral for a boat? Depends on how much time you want to spend on the water and how nice the boat is. Do you want the car? Do you want the boat or not? If you do, you're willing to put down the, whatever collateral it takes to let the lending party know that uh, I'm serious about this thing. Flip with me if you would, oh, Two. You know, I wrote down a lot of scriptures in my notes. This has happened to me once before. I'm telling you, I titled the whole message after something, and I, and I knew the scripture, and so I never wrote it down. And it's happened to me now two times. You guys want to know the next scripture I'm going to read? <laughs> in my phone there. Uh, let me see who is, brother Elijah, I'm gonna have to find this the whole way. That's a good point, gotta go, (laughs) that's a good point. Which is the earnest? I know that's in here. Hold on. Close my phone, then. That's the one I'm looking for. There it is. Ephesians 1 and verse 13, I'm going to start. It says, in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of sa- of your salvation, in whom afterwards you believed and you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, um, which is the earnest or who is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purpose purchased possession unto the praise of his glory there have been promises that have been made to us by God and God says the ultimate thing is I'm coming to redeem you I'm coming to get you and and between now and the time of this final redemption I need I need you to know I'm serious about getting back here to pick you up and bring you home with me forever and to let you know how serious I am about my purchase of you. I got an earnest I'm going to give to you. That earnest is my very Holy Spirit. Woo! Oh, my goodness, you asked me. You question me whether you'd put a, a house on collateral for a boat I'm telling you God took his almighty son for this flesh and blood glory be to God and then gave me his Holy Spirit on the inside now if you were to get me to calculate up the this and the that well I got a few pounds of bones and a little bit of flesh and blood I don't know if it adds quite up to equal this earnest we know as the Holy Ghost but God made a decision To put all heaven on notice that I'm coming to get my boy. And my boy needs to know that while he's here on this earth, I got him. I'm taking care of him. He's my responsibility. The whole time he's here, I got him. And I'm telling you, in his life, earth is going to mirror heaven. And I'm telling you something, if you've been born again, if you've done the greatest thing you could ever do, which is get in him God has given you a Holy Spirit His Holy Spirit glory be to God so that your life can now begin to mirror his life in heaven. You want me to tell you something that's gonna get people walking and talking around you to want some of God for your life to start looking like God's. I'm telling you what when people walked about Jesus and oh boy about the ones that couldn't walk and they just pulled themselves by Jesus and touched his garment and they got up glory be to God. I'm telling you these miracles these signs These wonders are supposed to be on the inside of you. How is God going to make that happen? With his earnest. The Holy Spirit. Glory to God. I told y'all I was excited. Hallelujah. And I wrote my second scripture down. Glory to God. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Glory to God. Now, (laughs) and <laughs> you buy buying a house and you put down some earnest money and uh, they sign all the paperwork and they say, all right, this is good. And you say, I'll accept your earnest money. And then let's say somehow you find out who the buyer is and you're like, oh, that guy, that guy, they're a little sketchy, right? Uh, I might need to up the earnest you say, "Well, I need a little bit more money for the earnest." No, what you needed to do was figure that out before you signed this contract, yeah. right? People don't go adding to earnest, right? And, hey, that, ain't, that ain't on me, right? <clears throat> but God's a little bit different. When God gives an earnest, comes with benefits. God's earnest comes with benefits. Oh my God, benefit. Number one, <laughs> I remember when I started working at UPS before full time ministry and they said, You got a benefits package. I said, What's that? You know? <laughs> I was excited to find out what that was, by the way. Romans chapter 8, I want to read verse 10 and 11. Brother, Elijah, thank you for that scripture earlier, by the way. Uh, My Bible was open to Ephesians chapter 1, and there was so many things going in my mind. Thank you for your help. (laughs) Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 10, it says, If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Uh, I I do this uh, analogy with the church quite often. Um, But there's something that we should know. This is spiritually dead, and this is is to be spiritually alive, to be spiritually dead, to be spiritually alive. We're together, spiritually dead, spiritually alive. God always has been, always will be, always is spiritually alive. Man, we've kind of done this number. <laughs> and so, but we're starting out as dirt. I mean, it's just nothing, it's a hunk of dirt. We're here but the scripture says that god breathed into our nostrils the breath of life and we became alive like father who breathed in us but then adam had this little problem called sin missed the mark and god said you do this you die i mean who it doesn't seem but like you know 20 seconds between here it's like <sighs> All right. And so man is back here in this place. And even if we only lived here for like a couple of days, maybe 24, 48 hours, we're here. Two, three, four thousand documented history years. I mean, we're, we're here. It's like for at least four God days. We're We're here in this dead place. And the scripture says here in verse 10, if Christ follow me here, if Christ be in you, the body is dead so we're here but the spirit is alive because of righteousness When you got, and you got to know the scripture, the the scripture that talks about how God uh, sent Jesus uh, in the flesh so that he can condemn sin to the flesh. And so he says, if you get in Christ in the same way that Christ's body was crucified, you become dead. He says, but however, the spirit is now alive on the inside of you. I'm telling you where mankind was before sin ever existed. Existed, when we get in Christ, boom, we pop back into that same place positionally that we were before sin ever existed on the planet. Well, Paul says here in Romans chapter 8, verse 10. But he continues too. He says, Now, if the spirit of him who raised up resurrected. Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Then he that raised up, resurrection, the Christ from the dead. What, what are we talking about so far? Raised up, raised up, or resurrection, Resurrection, this has a whole lot to do with resurrection. He says, if he who raised up Christ from the dead lives in you, he shall also quicken or give life to your flesh, glory be to God, by the spirit that dwells in you. I'm telling you if you didn't believe me when i said if christ be in you the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is alive because of because of righteousness you need to know this if the spirit of him that raised up jesus from the dead dwells in your body then that same spirit who raised up christ from the dead shall also quicken go give life to yoke I'm talking all this flesh right here. Give life to your flesh, to your body, by the spirit that now dwells in you. Brother Closet, we're talking about here resurrected life in you. Benefit one. You get an example of that in uh, Luke seven disciples come to uh, John's disciples come to Jesus and they ask him what did he what and he says you go tell John the blind see the lame walk the deaf hear the lepers are cleansed the dead are raised and the poor have the gospel preached to them This ought to be trademarks this is a trait the trademark for those who are in him when when the spirit raised jesus he didn't stop there he raised you and i we ought to take that same spirit power laying hands This is supposed to be at the end of my message, but the Lord bring it up now. Yeah, I got rebuked. I was in Chicago and uh, I was I was talking and I was having a good time, good time. And the Lord said, "Say this." I said, "After my good time." And I kept on saying what I was saying. And and you know, I forgot to say that good thing he said to say. And man, I was excited talking about all the good things that was happening. And then the Lord remembered that thing. He 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 reminded me of that thing he told me to say when I was having a good time. I said, "I I." I forgot about that. He said, "You don't pick and choose when and what you say." I said, "Yes, Lord." So I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna take my end and bring it to here. And and for you, you know, I'm in the middle somewhere now. So we, we we're getting there. We're progressing. <laughs> this past week, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. I'm driving home, and. Uh, I got a prayer warrior family member on my team that met me when i didn't know how to pray prayed 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 and i get a phone call from my mama and uh my mama's only called me like this once and the time she called me like this she said when i answered the phone daddy died and now however many years later I hear that same voice pattern. And she says, relative rushed to the hospital. And I say, okay. And she begins to tell me what happened. And she says, "Uh, on Monday said relative went to a specialist another another town over. Okay, Uh, those results came back today now, Wednesday or Thursday, and when the doctor, the specialist, got the results, he calls said relative and says, get to a doctor. Go to the emergency room immediately. All the tests say heart failure. Now, what the the, the specialist doesn't know is that everything in said relative's body is starting to swell before he makes the call and said relative doesn't know what to do and so the said relative is listening to the report from the doctor on the way to the emergency room heart failure somebody say this with me not in my camp not on my my watch not gonna happen no 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 no, not gonna happen i said Okay. My mama said, I'm on my way to the hospital now. Will you pray? Click. I don't have anything else to say. I got to my mama. I got somebody I need to talk to. Right? Hey? That's how I did mama. She said, I'm taking my oil with me. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Holy Ghost fell in that car. Whew. I had passengers. They go, Holy Ghost! My God! It, Holy Ghost came in that car so strong. I I had to slow down because I was getting like, Ooh, man! Holy Ghost came in that car so strong. I pull up in my driveway. Mama calls. Yes, ma'am. Uh, William, we've already prayed for said relative, but uh, we wanted to uh, uh, give you an opportunity to pray as well. But you ought to know that uh, the doctors have been in, and they said that uh, said relative is being released. I'm talking about a 20-minute car ride. I ain't playing with the devil. go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I was talking to somebody one time, they said, man, what's going on with you? He said, I caught the flu. He said, man, but I've been hanging out with you for a little bit, for, for, for some time now, for quite a while, but you don't, you don't ever seem to catch the flu. I said, why would I catch the flu? <laughs> the devil throw the flu, I duck, as at least... <laughs> Somebody else is believing to catch it. So, hey, now I'm, through. missed that yet another year. Glory to God. 20 minutes. Heart failure to being released. Trademark somebody in Christ is supposed to be that way resurrected life is in you same thing happened with that boy with leukemia i'll tell you that story some other day maybe over lunch or something like that i want to move on here resurrection life is inside of you benefit number one to god's earnest the holy spirit is resurrected life number two glory to god john chapter 16 verses 13 through 15 John 16, starting in the 13th verse. And it reads, Howbeit, when the spirit of truth will come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He will show you things to come. He will glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. All things that the Father have are mine. Therefore, I said, I will, he will take of mine and he will show it unto you. There's a few things that are being said there, but there are two things that I want to point out. Number one is leadership. I'm talking about spirit, spiritual leadership. A benefit to God's earnest is spiritual leadership in your life. The, he's, the, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit He will lead and guide us into all truth. That you say, I just don't know. Well, I want next time you think I just don't know. You know, the Bible says that the Scripture that the, that the Spirit teaches us all things, or we know all things. We have an unction, and we know all things. Holy Spirit knows all things. Let's, let's, let's settle something here. I just don't know what to do. Y'all ready to settle something? You don't know enough. I don't know enough. We don't know enough. That's clear. That I don't know. We knew that already. That was, that was a known fact. But you have a greater one inside of you he's in you and the bible says that he's leading he's directing and he's guiding and he's giving previews he's showing things to come you say i didn't know i almost said shut up and i don't like to say that particularly in church but be quiet and look within, because the, the greater one that's in you is showing you things. He's revealing. He says, I want to lead you and guide you. You say, I don't know which way to go. Be quiet. Close your eyes. Watch the Holy Spirit point left. Yeah. That was right, but we're going yeah. <laughs> to. My right, your left. Yeah, sure. you go. We're going to go this way. I'm going to tell you true story, and then i move on to the third and final. I was wanting to get somewhere before I moved to Atlanta, and where I was going to was in Atlanta, and uh, that was before I knew about the traffic of Atlanta. And so, you know, around about five o'clock, I decided I was gonna take my Sunday morning route around 285. That didn't work out. It just didn't work out so well. And so, uh, one thing, I got people with me, and so I wanna be on time, at least reasonably so, and with the traffic the way it is, it's just not gonna work out, and so, I'm stopped on an interstate with, like, seven lanes. And, you know, at the time, that's baffling me. Now, Lord, and people will start to, You know, you ever been, like, late or in a fix, and you trying to deal with it? And people got questions. They're like, we're going to make it on time? <laughs> uh, pray for me. <laughs> All right. I, I kind of get the feel of Moses, right? It's like Moses leading all those people. He looked behind Pharaoh there. Look here, water, God, and that's a lot of water too. Then the people there, "What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do?" I need a second. <laughs> get, get, <laughs> I, <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of water, and I trained half of that army. That's a that's a that's a bad behind army right there now. I know those, those guys are real, man. <laughs> They're real. Just give me a second and we're going to be all right now. I'm, I'm, I'm working this thing out. <laughs> it's like, I got the same question you got. Yeah. So I'm sitting in traffic. What, what time is it? And that clock on that car, it reads the same thing to me that it reads to you, but we ain't going to say nothing <laughs> out We, You reckon we're going to make it on time? <clears throat> So I did what Moses did, I said, I need to look to the Lord, You know, praying in the Holy Ghost doesn't always have the sound like You know, <laughs> truth be told, if I talked that lie, cuss might have came out instead of tongue. And so, I had to talk low, and the Lord knows it's me and him. And all of a sudden, I saw three intersections, and so. It was where 285 met 20, where on one side, and then where 20 caught back up with that wasn't, what, what? what is that? Oh, like 166 or something like that, that route or something there like that. And then where that connected back to 285 on the bottom side, and then I saw the, the road that I needed to turn on to. And I said, well, I know how to get to each one of those spots. And so happened when I see the first one, the way the place to get off of that first one is is right there. And I go, all those people stop right there. I go. I remember the second one. The third one. The street I need to turn on. Moses had a rod. I didn't have a rod, but I had GPS, God's positional system. He told me exactly where to go, how to get there. And I'm, t- I, I'd imagine when I was done with where I was going, people were still sitting in traffic. But I'm telling you, I got there. Yeah. There you go. Amen aren't that. Leadership previews benefit of the earnest last thing i want to share with you is this help the holy spirit your earnest holy spirit your earnest is your help the bible says in romans chapter 8 and verse 26 likewise the spirit somebody say helps us somebody say helps me he will help us anyways, all right helps in our infirmities Greek word weakness for we don't know what to pray or how we ought to pray it. There is a reality when when my mom when my mama called me with that information, I didn't know what to pray or how to pray it what what am I gonna say? Lord, the doctor was wrong. No, 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 no. This, the Bible doesn't say, call those, pretend like the things that are, are, are not. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, call those things that be not as though they were. So it's like, oh, you, you got your, your, your bicep here. You got uh, your elbow here. And you got this side of your hand like, touching the back side of your elbow. You say, "My arm ain't broke." <laughs> Interesting. Oh my goodness, uh, I I don't know what you and your spiritual self call that, but uh, let me help you out a little bit. I call my arm healed. My goodness, the Lord has something, those angels, everybody has something to work with. That lie you told, who gonna work with that lie? You don't even believe that lie. I tell you, God doesn't believe that lie. And those angels are like, here we go again. God oh almighty. Come on, man. <laughs> we don't know what to pray. Or how to pray. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a spiritual giant something now. When you, when you don't know what to pray and you don't know how to pray, don't pretend. It's all right. It's all right. Because God convinced we don't ever know what to pray or how to pray. It. He had to give us help. I mean, it's like permanent help. He's like, in the Old Testament, he'd show up and people did all right for a little bit of time. We need more getting it right than this little bit of time. We, we need some consistency in this getting it right. So I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit and let them stick around a while. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. you always need help. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you, you keep this. You keep them now. You hold on to them. And so when we don't know what to pray. And here's the interesting thing here. I'm Brother to mentioned this a little bit on yesterday. When you don't have anything else the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is going to help. And how is he going to help? Through prayer. You say, I ain't, got, I, ain't got, I ain't got no, you ain't need no money. Mm-hmm. You read the scripture. You said you can, you can come to the waters hungry, thirsty, and buy. No money. Oh man. Good God Almighty. You said, you said, I ain't got no reputation. You heard, what, you heard what they tweeted about me. Let me tell you. One person tweeted that about you. You know why they tweeted that about you? Because 200 people told them about you before they tweeted it. You think one person feel that way about you? A whole bunch of more people feel that way about you. (laughs) (laughs) Way more than you think. But here's the good news. God loves you. God's for you. And I need you to get to the place where, where you get rid of the threshold altogether. It's like, as long as 199 or less people dislike me, I'm going to be okay. No, no, you need, man, if the thumbs down on your video gets to 2,000 and you know the Lord said it, you ought to preach the whole message all over again and repost it yourself. You say, nobody liked that video. You know, Jesus said in John chapter 6, eat my flesh and drink my blood and everybody left. And we still living off of it today. Tell me people didn't like your message. Who cares that nobody liked your message? This could be your defining moment right here, right now. Do what God said. That's it. That's it. Amen. I'm trying to close y'all. I asked you if you let me take my time. I told you I was getting somewhere. Now, we're going into the deep thing. We're waiting, brother. Glory to God. Last time you stuck your foot out, you could touch the Bob. You can't touch it no more now. It's all right, though. Stay with me. Stay with me. Glory to God. We're almost there. He says, uh, we don't know what to pray or how we should pray. So the Holy Spirit, he helps us. He's interceding for us couple things we should know as the spirit intercedes number one and i'm talking specifically about so you're not guessing when it's all over praying in the holy ghost at this 2022 spirit wind conference i want to encourage all of us the bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal I want to begin to encourage all of us saints of God in the army of the Lord to begin to use the gift, the weapon of praying in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says to us in 1 Corinthians 14 and 4 that when we pray in the Holy Ghost, we edify ourselves. We edify ourselves. Every time you go by faith, you're getting stronger. I'm going to tell you what, man, you feel sad and you want to cry, you ought to thank God that you ain't got to be like Job and wait till God comes up with an answer that you don't understand. You didn't understand before. You really don't understand now. But that's okay because the greater one lives in you. On this side, oh, I lost this. That plan didn't work out right. That plan didn't work out right. So and so left me. It seems like my life is in ruins. But I sure am safe. If I lost everything else, you see how the spirit. Of you is changing as you pray in the Holy Ghost. If I lost everything, up on Sunday, including my life, it was so painful and so pressing that I closed my eyes and took my last breath. Oh, 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 heaven is real. Glory to God!
0: Hallelujah.
1: If I lose everything, I get him sooner. Glory to God. Edify yourself. Edify yourself. You know, I think that uh, this edification, you know, it's kind of ministerially, culturally speaking, it's kind of hard to use the word uh, reward behind a pulpit these days. I'm going to leave that right there where it is. But I think like it's like a thank you from God. The Bible goes on to say in verse 27 there that God knows the mind of the spirit and that the spirit is praying according to the will of God. And so when we when we yield our vocal cords over to the Holy Spirit and allow him to pray through us, we should be assured of something that the will, the perfect will of God is being prayed out. I'm praying by faith in the spirit. Oh, here we go. Let me give you a little example. I don't like that guy. Every time I go up to that guy, it's like something. Like, I sure do like going to Publix, but man, that lady at that register right there, she is always mean, always got an attitude. And it's like every time you go in, the whole store is crowded and you in a rush, you are in a tight and ain't but one lane, got one person in it and there's that person. So I guess you're going to get it all over again. You'll take that situation and you'll go. Even say it like this. Lord, I'm praying for that public worker. Lord, I'm a, I, I'm a little bit more fervent about that situation. So, I'm praying for that public what you began to do in that is pray out the will of god in that situation see what you don't know is what's going on in the life of that person behind that register and so when you get to praying in the holy i already told you now you don't know what to pray or how to pray and so give that part up and yield your vocal cords over to the lord and say i'm praying for I to my you start to praying out the will of god for that person's life and the kids start acting better. And all of a sudden, they ain't as mean to everybody as they used to be. And they get a raise. And then all of a sudden, that man that she's been believing for, for the last 20 years, come by and whisper sweet nothings in the ear. And then you come through that line and say, hey, how you doing today? It's good to see you. It's because you were willing to yield. Get over the flesh and how they treated you. You think that because you ate Cocoa Puffs and they like cornflakes that they mad at you this morning. They don't know what kind of cereal you ate this morning. (laughs) Pray in the Holy Ghost. Figure out what God is up to in the situation. And it's like, (laughs) ha, 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 ha. Man, think about it. If you do that for God, it's like God said, oh, why won't I edify that brother? why won 't I edify that says they've been mistreated, talked about all of these different things and all they said well prantana na the will of God be done hallelujah strengthen it man God will make sure that man that woman always has strength to do that all over again you get edified praying in the Holy Ghost and the Bible says in uh, In Jude, chapter 1 and and verses 20 and 21, it says, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and in the love of God. When we pray in the Holy Ghost, our faith and our love start to increase. I said our faith and our love start to increase. When that faith and that love starts to increase like that, you go in the public and that woman still got that nasty attitude. It's like, my goodness, she she resisting you because she been resisting the Lord for the last 20 years. She's like, the Lord won't give me a, a Lord won't, the Lord won't give me no give me no husband. Man, the, the Lord's working overtime to like you. Ain't no man gonna like you with that attitude. <laughs> so what happens is we get to prayer in the Holy Ghost, and the Lord starts to building up compassion on the inside. When Jesus found out that his first cousin died, the only guy that really knew who he was before the Matthew 16 revelation with Peter. And the Bible says he was sad and he was going to the mountain. Every time he did that, he wouldn't go spend time with his father. Right. And so he gets the news and he's like, guys, I got to go. And he's heading to the mountaintop. And the Bible says he looks back and he sees all the people as sheep having no shepherd. And he had compassion on them. When we get to praying in the Holy Ghost that compassion begins to rise up on the inside. Of us. And it's irrelevant, and it doesn't matter, about, it's immaterial what's going on in our lives. And so that compassion rises up on the inside of us, and we go up and we say, my God, it's a lovely day outside. That's a nice Publix uniform you're wearing there. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. about all you got this day, right? <laughs> You say, the uniform looks good. I ain't even saying it looks good on you, but the uniform <laughs> looks good. And it's like, all right, day two comes around, whoo, what a name tag. My goodness. You say, man, I almost made up a name, but I don't want nobody that <laughs> has a name and that works there. That might not go over so well. And you read the name tag and you say, oh, your name. Oh, that's a beautiful name. That's a beautiful. I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, I like that. I, as a matter of fact, I make that a habit. I go in the public and say, what's that name? Oh, ah, yeah, beautiful name, beautiful name, beautiful name. All right, you go back the next day. All right, all right. You're looking good today. Things, things starting to work out for you. Some, compassion rises up. And the Lord will give you things to say. It, it, may ha- it may be hard on your flesh the first couple of times, but you do that. You do that. And, and what's happening is the faith of God is rising up on the inside of you. The love of God has been rising up on the inside of you. The Lord's been edifying you, building you up, making you strong, not only for you, but for this situation. Why? Because you've simply been praying in the Holy Ghost. Last story I got. Uh. i'll give you the scriptures that are connected to it i was i was sitting in israel now this this i got i got a phone call and said hey all 39 40 of us were supposed to meet you in israel but uh we ain't gonna be able to make it so you in israel are all by yourself and uh pastor said i'm 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 sorry you're in israel and you're there all by yourself i said pastor there are worse things that can happen to a person than to be stuck in Israel all by themselves, right? And uh, so, and so uh, I was there, and I was by myself, and I had 10, 12 days all planned out. But then all of a sudden, everything changes, and I'm like, what am I going to do? 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 I've been planning for this for uh, six months or so. The only problem is I hadn't been planning at all. All I did was buy my ticket. Everybody else had the plans. I was going to show up and join the plan. And uh, and so, uh, matter of fact, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had to find an old email that was like three to six months old too. And say, all right, maybe I can check out this and figure out what we're going to do. And what are we going to do? You ever been to that place? What are we going to do? Lord, what are we going to do? And so I'm there, I'm, I'm in that place, and I'm like, Lord, what are we going to do? And I said, well, what I'm telling you, when you don't know what to pray, when you don't know what to do or how to do it, you ought to lean on the Lord. Lean on your earnest. The one that's going to make your earthly experience change and mirror and begin to look like heaven, right? So I started to pray. I got in my bed, and... Uh, sat up indian style and i began to pray and all of a sudden i felt like i wasn't in the room by myself no more and now i don't always i hadn't always done this but this time i was curious i wanted to know if it was you know i don't know the sauce i ate on that steak a little bit earlier or what but uh, i needed to see who was in the room and when i opened my eyes there were two angels and the second one was kind of taking his place. And he's standing like that, real tall, man, real tall. And the angels, two angels sitting there. I'm like where that flower is. And I'm sitting Indian style. And I was praying. And now I'm just looking. And uh, they're standing like at attention. And uh, one of the angels says, looks over at me. I don't even know if he looks. But the angel said, he says, we are here for you, command us and we'll go. So I'm sitting over here, I'm like, hey. talk about not knowing what to pray or how to pray it. It's like, pizza? No, I've already eaten. <laughs> so, I don't, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know, I don't know what to say. And so I sit there for a moment, and then I go, uh, and I got a little faith in it, and I started praying, and when I, I opened my eyes as I started praying in the Holy Ghost, and the one that was on the far side, he did this number. When I started praying in the Holy Ghost, wait, oh, I forgot to tell you part, I forgot to tell you part. When he says, command us, and we'll go, the Lord reminded me of that scripture that says, uh, are not all mini- angels ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who are heirs of salvation? Those angels hearken unto God's word being voiced. And when he said that, I said, and the angel on the far side, when I started praying in the Holy Ghost, I'm, I'm in the top floor and, I, and there's a balcony in my room. That angel does this now. He goes, take one, two, three. And he like, goes out the window like that. And I was like, whoa, wow, man, that was kind of cool. And then the other one had a few more things to say. But when that angel took off out the room like that, a peace came over me. The next morning, I got a phone call and I got a plan, and all my days in Israel were suddenly aligned. And you can't convince me that when I got to pray, anything different than when I started praying, that angel took, when, when I said, Ernest, I had an uncle named Ernest, Ernest, I need some help. Which you need? Oh, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what to do or how to do it. Can, can, you, can you help a brother out? yeah. You know how this works now. You you open your mouth and I'll speak through you. What what you gonna say this time? There's no. I'm praying the will of God. All right, here we go. You ever been praying and praying in the Holy Ghost and then all of a sudden you go? Let oh. edification start kicking in. Soon enough, faith don't kick in. You know that worked by love. And so glory to God. Angels show up. Angels take off. And suddenly everything I need is taken care of. Ernest done did it again. Now.
0: Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. To find out more, visit our website at merlministries.com.